Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Planet Comedy Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Ritchie, and I am joined this week by my friend and the host of the Diversity in Life Podcast, Mr. Devin Ray Stidham. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Doing all right today? We're doing pretty good, it seems. Uh, what you got I, on your mind that you want to talk about today, bro? Oh, uh, I mean, I don't really have a lot on my mind. There's a whole lot going on. Uh, I have a couple segments set up for it, but mostly I want to ask everybody how you're doing. You know, reintroduce you to the show. This is your first yeah, episode uh, back in a while. Yeah, we uh, we took a short break. There were some uh, changes in the working at our house, and uh, my wife started working the night shift, and I've been working day shift, so I've been struggling to uh, manage my time a little better, uh, you know, being a full-time dad and also trying to get this show off off its feet and onto the air and stuff. So it's been a bumpy road to start. I think we have five episodes out right now. The sixth one is going to be coming out tomorrow. Um, and, yeah, and hopefully we're going to be on here more often and then you'll be able to come on my show more often. Hopefully we can be able to dish out a, a bit of content. Like I said, the podcasting, this is a journey, and uh, it's a one that's a lot more complicated than I originally thought, but I'm blessed to be here, man, and it, blessed to be on the road for sure. Well, I'm glad you're here with us, Devin. I mean, I'm glad you're you're on the podcasting journey because it is, to me, it's a fun journey. I have a good time doing it. Uh, you get, you're, you're on the debut of my new tattoo, the debut episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks killer. It looks a lot better now than it did when you first got it done, too. Now you got the plastic off and it's yeah. healed up. Yeah, oh, it's all healed up now and everything. It looks nice. I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. Yeah, it does look, does look really nice, yeah. But, Devin, I brought you on here, obviously, to talk about your podcast, the Diversity in Life podcast. That's where we'll start. Uh, what is your show for people who haven't heard it? Okay, so uh, just a, a quick overview for the people that haven't heard of my show. Uh Basically, I started this show to shed some light on uh, some things that are not common knowledge. You know, a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff I talk about spirituality. You know, me myself, I come from uh, growing up in an atheist. You know, not an atheist household, but just an atheist environment. Uh, my friends, me. You know, and and so now that I'm older, I'm growing out of that. I'm getting some new perspectives. I'm learning new things. And uh, it's all just something that I want to share. You know, this doesn't have to do with just spirituality. You know, we, we talk about aliens. We talk about conspiracy theories. We talk about, you know, healthy lifestyles. It's a bunch of different stuff. That's why the show is called Diversity in Life, because <clears throat> there's no one specific topic that we're talking about. You know, we, we bounce around quite a bit, and there's a lot that we talk about on the show. So for anybody out there, man, that just wants a little bit of light shed in their life, change your perspective a little bit, and also, you know, get a good laugh, we, we'd like to tap in a little bit of comedy in the show as well. So, yeah, that's just something brief, man. You know, I like I said, I just like to take the knowledge that I'm learning as I'm growing and just share it with the world. That That is the sole purpose of the show, for sure. Yeah, so the purpose of your show is you want to have, like, interesting guests uh you know interesting conversations and try to just learn more about the human experience oh, yeah. and human life oh yeah just everything and, that has to do with the human experience i mean there's a there's a there's a handful of people that you know i have watched personally uh you know jay shetty is one of them danny morell is one of them uh, joe rogan is obviously a huge inspiration for us podcasters but like these people are like pioneers man you know and in pioneers in, in my uh 
area of podcasting, I guess you could say. You know, like some of those guys, self development. Rogan is like comedy, but his, his podcast is everywhere. But really, I just. <clears throat> It's all about spreading information, man. The more information I can gain by having different people on, whether, you know, it's it, it's friends of mine that have, you know, lived and been around me in my journey, or if it's, you know, new people out there that I'm learning new things from, that I can take that information and spread it out to whoever. You know, that that in itself is a, is a really, really big deal for me. So. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I think you do a great job. I was just on your show. I'm on the episode that's coming out tomorrow. For people who are interested, it'll be me and Devin. Uh, also, the lovely lady Stidham joined us. Yeah, yeah. Later on in the episode, uh, my wife popped in, and uh, we had a, a really nice short, brief conversation for the end of the show. Yeah, everybody be looking forward to that, too. That's the first time that my wife has actually been on the air with me. Was, uh, was that episode that you came over and recorded. So, I, yeah, I'm excited for that one. I'm, I'm really ready for that one to come out. And hopefully, you know, that can give people some perspective shift too, you know, because we talked about men's mental health. And uh, that, that is an issue in itself that's so overlooked by society, you know. Like, <clears throat> and, and we go into why it's overlooked by society in that episode. So if you want to hear about that, then um, please give that a listen it, when that show drops. But If it is something uh, that yeah. you are struggling with, you know, it's something that you could probably give a listen to. It might help you out a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think you and your wife have a good synergy together on on camera and on on air. I called you guys. The, I said you guys should be like the, the Tom Segura and the Christina P of positivity. Yeah, right. And see, man, and that's the thing, too. Like, this is a journey for the both of us. So, like, she's learning just like I'm learning, too. And it really is. It's awesome to see the change that's resulted from it. You know, just just from us taking the initiative to put it out there you know like my my stories that i talk about on my show aren't always like the, the the most pleasing to hear but they give you a little bit of reality you know and something that you can relate to and i think that's what a lot of people need especially when it comes down to stuff like men's mental health and you know m maybe you know a healthy lifestyle you know what i mean or or not having a a sense of spirituality in your life like all those things that that those are big, big, big things for why I run the show. Like, it's awesome that you bring that up because that allows me to dive in a little bit on that. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely a key thing for sure. For sure. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like your show is very introspective and it allows people to know that they're not alone when they feel these things. You know what I mean? Like when they yeah. feel certain emotions. Yeah. And that's the thing that I, you know, I, I really want to – establish on the show and i think that if kristen you know my wife for for those of you who don't know her just yet she uh that's something that is good for us too you know like whenever we're able to get on the air and have conversations with people that can give us perspective that helps us to heal our relationship that helps us to to live a better life just in general you know like each time that i have an episode of a podcast I try to make it something that's meaningful. And I'm not not to say that anything, you know, that like comedy or anything like your show is not meaningful, but it's just two completely different routes. You know what I'm saying? Like you, your show here is entertainment, bro. You're entertaining the people. You're giving oh, them yeah. what they want to hear. You know, and uh, in my show, it's like <clears throat> I'm give, like I try to give them the tough stuff that nobody wants to tell them, you know. But give it with a little bit of love and let them know that there's compassion in the in the talks. Like I get it. And I understand for the people that are listening that have been through these kinds of things, it sucks. But there, there's like light on the other side of that, you know. And that's my yeah. big thing. I feel like you do a great job, dude. 
yeah for sure the diversity in life podcast ladies and gentlemen make sure you check it out but i guess we can move into the the breaking news section of the of our podcast the segment here at planet comedy podcast some news items i didn't know if you had heard about so did you see where instagram launched that threads thing to compete with twitter i don't I don't spend a whole lot of time on Instagram, but I've got my phone right here beside me. Is this something that I can pull up and see right off the rip right here? Uh, I don't know. Let me see. I don't know if you can see it right off the rip, but essentially what it is is like it is Instagram slash Facebook's response to Twitter. And I would assume it is like a 180 character kind of thing. I didn't really, I haven't done a lot of research into what Threads itself is, but from reading about it, I would assume it is very similar to uh twitter like being able to like reply and have conversations along side of pictures and videos is that what yeah i would would say so yeah so this is my intake on that is like you have instagram which is a a platform to share photographs and videos you know they're basically what they're trying to do i feel like is just merge every social media platform into one because they're all the same now you know, Instagram is not much different than Facebook if you if you have the threads now because you can have whole ass conversations based off of a picture or a video. Like that's Facebook; it's the same thing. So, I think I don't know. It, it's that's complicated for me. I'm not sure. I I don't get on Instagram a whole lot, so this doesn't affect me directly. But yeah, do you see it as an issue? I don't see it as an issue. Or, I, what I find or, interesting about it is it has sprung up at a time where elon's twitter is really struggling like uh twitter twitter engagement is really down probably the lowest it's been in a decade and i would it's probably because of social media what do you want to say i yeah i don't even know the word fatigue people are just fatigued with being on social media but also i think like the, the experience on Twitter, the experience on YouTube, like all these sites that people used to go on for entertainment, the experience on them has just gone so far down that I think you're going to see lots of stuff like this where these companies like Facebook and you know Tesla and all of them are going to try to make their own social media sites. I think that it, I think it plays a big part too in control. So yeah, like. I think that when Elon Musk bought Twitter, did you see any of the like Twitter X Files, the whistleblowing that Elon Musk did? Did you see that shit? Did you read any of those big articles, man? He posted a shit ton. They're like, look it up. It's called the Twitter X Files, and it's basically like where big companies or fucking big people with big money would um, use Twitter for like negative purposes. Like, it was basically like a big scandal thing. And Elon Musk, when he bought Twitter, he, like, dropped all that to the public. It's called, like, the Twitter X-Files. Have, you've never heard oh, of it? Oh, I have. Yeah, I have heard of this. I've read a little bit about it. All the all the uh, stuff Twitter was feeding the government and, like, um, marketing firms and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that that could play a big deal with it. Like, that's maybe why... Because Twitter, like it's like you said, Twitter is at like what is it, an all-time low or like the lowest it's been in a decade, and <clears throat> is that because like they like basically Twitter people know, don't trust Twitter anymore? Yeah, the people just don't mess with Twitter anymore just because of all the drama that's there after Elon bought it and exposed all that shit. That might be true. That might be part of it. 
But uh, speaking of sensitive information, August 14th, Devin, is the tentative date for the uh, tr- Donald Trump documents trial. What is now, this? It'll obviously be pushed back. So, so the what he got indicted for, taking documents from the White House to Mar-a-Lago and like keeping them with him. He has been indicted for that. And the trial is tentatively set for August 14th. Now, this will almost assuredly get pushed back because it's such a high-profile case, and he'll probably ask for more time. But, I mean, the whole thing's crazy to me. The fact that we're probably going to see in our lifetimes a sitting or a former president go on trial for uh, a felony, essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. We live in wild times. We do live in wild times. Honestly, everything that has to do with Elon Musk kind of is on the fence with me because I've seen an episode of Rogan where Elon Musk straight up said that he believed in the flat earth. Really? If yeah. Elon believes in the flat earth, like, I don't know how serious I can take him on anything else. Well, that's, what I, that, yeah, that's, that's why I say I'm on the fence with things because I just don't know. I don't know if that's a fluke or if he's just doing that for the... Like, publicity of it but if he's just trolling yeah because he is the captain troll but in the sense like you're on rogan like pull that clip up sometime just look up rogan elon musk flat earth and it's because elon like they were on the air and and rogan was like don't tell me that you believe in the flat earth and elon Musk is kind of just like beating around the bush kind of like trolling being weird you know yeah i go back on full screen i didn't realize i could change apps while on full screen yeah, uh, Elon does that sometimes. Sometimes he kind of avoids questions. It's a whole thing. There we go. Oh, no, it's a fishy situation. I I feel like once you get up there at that level, you know, like Elon Musk and all those guys are on, that you just, like, there are just things that we don't know. You know, there are things that we don't know. Yeah, there's things that we definitely don't know about these guys. Here, for sure. Are, are you trying to find that Rogan clip? Yeah, I'm getting ready to. Yeah. Let's see. Maybe I can. There we go. I'm gonna screen share with you. Let's see if we can get this pulled up here. I just remember seeing it. It was very brief. It's very brief. It is very. I mean, most things on Rogan are very brief. Oh God, I got a ding. Can you see it? Uh, yeah, I can see it. You just typed in the Elon Flatter. Um, I think it's lagging a little bit, but yeah, man, I'm telling you, this is some, this is some out there stuff because. Oh God, you're lagging a little bit now. We're losing Devin a little bit as we as we look at Elon's flat Earth resources are becoming more abundant. Let's let's go Joe Rogan. Let's type in the full Joe Rogan clip here, and then it sounds like we got to go back to Devin. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you this right now. If you can't find this on YouTube, they've deleted it because I did see it. Oh, that might be it right there, that first one. Joe Rogan and Elon Musk about Flat Earth. 
There we go. We were searching for a second, ladies and gentlemen, through the, the scrolls of YouTube as I am screen sharing with Devin now. He can see what I can see. Can you see what I see? Consideration whatsoever to the flat earth movement. Ha <laughs> ha. I think that's a troll situation. Oh, it's not. No, it's not. You would like to think okay. that because you're a super genius. <laughs> but I, as a normal normal person, I know there's people way dumber than me. And they really, really believe. They watch YouTube videos which go on uninterrupted and spew out a bunch of f***ing fake facts very eloquently and articulately. I mean, it's not wrong. And they really believe. These people really believe. I mean, if it works for them, sure. Oh, Elon. I might have deleted it. Uh-oh. Having trouble hearing Devin. Yeah, see, that is that is not what I watched. That is not what you saw? Well, anyway. Uh, speaking mm -hmm. of conspiracy... Oh my lord! Yeah, that is not yeah. what I watched. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, but yeah, speaking of conspiracies, things that you didn't watch, Mister, I know you are big into the like what we eat and drink conspiracies. I know that's something you and your wife share. Yeah. Very passionate yes, about. Yes. So they released recently so. that fifty percent. I think it's forty-four percent exactly of the U.S.'s tap water is tainted with toxic chemicals yeah and it's on purpose Did you see that? yeah yeah it's on purpose listen to me check this out so i watched a video and i shared this on my facebook you may have seen it i was talking about the amish people right did you see that video i shared about the amish yeah the the amish folk saw a little bit of it i didn't see all of it so basically what it said was that you never ever are going to find an Amish child with um, in any autoimmune disease, uh, ADHD, autism, pretty much any major illness, right, that we see in day-to-day -day life, you're never seeing that in an Amish community. And why is that, right? Because the Amish grow their own food. The Amish provide for themselves. They don't shop at the grocery store, right? And so basically what it said was there have been studies on the Amish, like the United States government have studied the Amish for the last 15 years, and there have been no reports released to the public in the last 10 to 15 years on the Amish because if they released those reports, it would completely debunk the CDC. It would show that the CDC has been lying to and, and feeding basically poison garbage to the public for the last 20 years. And it's like a super, super big, like, man, I'm not one to, to sit and bash on people, you know. I really am not. But when you truly think about it, when was the last time that you ever heard of an, an autistic Amish kid or a, an Amish person that has ADHD or an Amish person that's born with a autoimmune disease? You've never heard of it, really. I'm 27 years old and I've never heard of it. Why? Because those people know that you have to grow your own food to be healthy. 
truly to be mentally healthy in the mind and in the body you you have to eat good food and we really in america we don't know what good food is because because the cdc is so bad here like it i could really dive into this and you know that you, it's like you said me and my wife are very passionate about this kind of stuff but it's crazy that it's coming out to the public more and more now you know like that's crazy, oh yeah man. i see every time i see a public story about something like this i think of you and kristen i mean well this is the thing and I'll, i will put this out there for any listener that has a child brother like you know and once you once you dive down into it and you see what the toxins and the heavy metals that are in the foods what those do to the body how they react with the brain like a lot of people just don't do the research man most people will just go buy a bag of doritos and give them to their kid and not think twice about it because that is what society has set us up for but i'm gonna tell you right now there's red 40 and doritos and america is the only country on the planet that still makes food with red 40 and blue six and yellow six and all the food dyes they have heavy metals in them and so you urinate out toxins through like your liver your body gets rid of toxins naturally but there are toxins and heavy metals that stick in your body that are fat soluble they store in your fat cells and those you don't you don't urinate out so at that at that time you're having heavy metals stay in your body you're having toxins stay in your body and that, that's not good we talked about this on the podcast that we recorded for my show just the other day and like this ties into so many different things you've got the food industry that ties directly into the mental health of the people that are eating you know like this is big in my household like so big we're passionate about it here because if you don't eat right, you don't feel right. If you don't feel right, you don't act right. You know what I'm saying? So it's it all yeah. shit. Basically, shit runs downhill. This is what I'm getting at. You know what I'm saying? So it it has to start somewhere, right? So it, it, for any of your listeners out there, if any of you guys are listening to this and you're like, "That's crazy. There's no fucking way. That's bananas." Go do the research blow your own mind and then come on over and listen to diversity in life because i'm telling you we go deep into this stuff on my show guys deep into this stuff oh yeah uh speaking of things that are harmful to your body britney spears everyone's favorite pop star uh was recently assaulted by well i wouldn't say assaulted i mean yeah assaulted by nba rookie victor Wimbenyama's security team so for those, let me just lay out the story here. Victor Wimbanyama is the number one NBA draft pick. He is the a power forward center for the San Antonio Spurs. He is 7'3". He is 19 years old. He is French, I I've believe. I've seen this and, kid. He's an yeah, animal, bro. He's ridiculous. So Victor Wimbanyama, who is, in, by many people's estimates, the like he's supposed to be like Kareem basically like a modern day kareem abdul jabbar but can handle the ball and so recently he was at a club after getting picked number one in the draft and his security team got into an altercation with britney spears of all people so i guess britney was trying to get victor's attention and like wanted to congratulate him on being picked number one and went out to grab him to which his security team stepped in. There was some kind of altercation that which led to Britney Spears, the most famous woman of the 90s, getting bitch slapped uh, in front of God and everybody 
by a security officer. No way. I swear, dude. Like, backhand. Like, shaft style. Like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Yeah. Somebody no way. Somebody straight up pimp smacked Britney Spears, and I was just like, first off. Oh, you know she's suing her whole entire life away. The stones on this security officer. Like, are his security officers French? Do they not know who she is? Like, Victor not knowing who Britney Spears is kind of makes sense. And even though I would assume they, you know, they listen to Britney Spears in France. But that kind of... That kind of makes sense if he, you know, he's a, a an athlete from a different country. It's possible that he is, you know, what I mean, like he really doesn't know who she is. Right. Oh yeah. See, and that's well, and I think that this is the craziest thing is like because Britney's like forty now. She's in her forties now. You know, like she's in her forties now. So. That in itself is something else. Like, bro, you're bitch-smacking a 40-year-old woman that was once very, very famous. Yeah, it's like you said. Like, the, the jewels on that guy are like diamonds, man. Straight well, up. Well, not only, not only that, the the idea that this is someone who is recently, recently found out has been very traumatized through the way she was treated by Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just... Fair. It's it's just so crazy to me of all people it's Britney Spears that got slapped like this. I mean, yeah. I So I guess the development on this situation is she's not I don't know if she's going to sue the security company. She's not going to sue Wimbanyama personally. I guess he did reach out and was like, "Hey, I had like I had no idea this any of this was even going on." But, dude, to me, it's such a it shows you how crazy it is to be that famous at any level. You know what I mean? That yeah. these kinds oh, of yeah. interactions happen between celebrities. Because here's the thing: I would argue Britney Spears is a much more famous person than Victor Wimbanyama is. Yeah, I mean, like dude, you know, if if you know if you know basketball, you know who Wimbanyama is. Well, this is the thing: Britney Spears. Every teen girl in America in the early 2000s wanted to be Britney Spears. Wanted to be Britney Spears, bro. Every single one of them. Even whenever she cut her fucking hair off, everybody still wanted to be like Britney Spears, bro. There was bitches cutting her hair off left and right. They're like, oh, yeah. you go, uh, Britney, you go, girl, that, hell yeah. That, like, that, that, became the, that became the go-to move for a mental breakdown. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, dude, Absolutely. it's. I feel bad for Winman Yama because I feel like this is something. This is something that's going to overshadow a lot of the. You know what I mean? Like, this is something that a lot of people are going to know him for if you don't know about basketball, unless he's great. Now, if he's great, if he goes out and he's like, you know, Kareem and he's putting up 33 points a game, I don't think anybody will care about the Britney Spears getting slapped. The narrative will change. The narr- if, he's go- if he goes out and he's like Tim Duncan levels of good. I think of it, people will eventually be like, bitch, you're lucky to be slapped by Victor Wimbanyama's security team. Well, do you want to know what the, the, I think the touchiest part of the entire thing is, though? Is like, whenever he's older, you know, and <coughs> in 15 years, like, people are going to hang that shit over his head so bad, dude. You know they will. You know they will. 
Uh, I think, yeah, I think it'll be a question. I think it's something that people will talk about for the rest of his life. Which is wild, because yeah. he has a likely like 15, 20 year basket, professional basketball career ahead of him. You know? All right, Devin. It's not long. It's not longer because he's oh, only yeah. he's only like nineteen. So young, so young. Yeah, he's ahead, a young fella. But as we can move on to the share your thoughts segment of the show. This is the segment of the show where I tell you about the things I've been thinking about. You tell me about the things you've been thinking about throughout the week. So one thing I wanted to ask yeah. you is, you are you're a big conspiracy theory guy. Talk to me. What are your favorite conspiracies? Like, what are you into? What are the ones that? What are the ones that tickle your biscuit? And how, how much time do we have? Like, Kyle, you know this. I go so deep. Listen, so the ones that tickle my biscuits, man, I will tell you right now. And we're going to have – so we're going to have an episode over this specific – Give me – okay, 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 okay. Conspiracy. Just to keep – just to keep this for saying. Give me your – give me your top Brazil, three. Brazil Roswell. Okay. Brazil Roswell, which is the Virginia Brazil UFO case, it's, it, it's fucking phenomenal. Literally, you talk about your – your biscuit's burning, dude, like straight up, blowing the lid off. It's crazy. You've never seen or heard anything like this story in your life. It's bananas. Um, n- number two, uh, there is a guy who named David Politis who started a series of movies called The Missing 411. This is about random disappearances. There is a little kid named Dior, Hoots uh, Jr. This kid was two years old. And he's on a camping trip with his family in a ca- in a campground where it's a seven mile entry, one way in, one way out. Are you are you following me here? Oh yeah, I'm, I was reading about this shit. Go ahead. Yeah, so s- seven mile entry to the campsite, one way in, one way out. Mom and dad go down to the creek, which is like five hundred yards away from where the child is. Child is with grandpa. They were down there for ten minutes. They come back up to get the get the kid. The kid's gone. They bring in search and rescue. They search the entire campground, the woods and everything for eight days, 24 hours, nonstop searching, dogs, helicopters, thermal vision, everything. This child is gone. Not a trace, no clothing, no signs of struggle, literally nothing. Vanished. Crazy. Absolutely. Like you, you, you can't wrap your head around these kind of stories. So, Craig, that's number two. Virginia is number one. Uh, Dior Kuntz Jr., a two-year-old kid go missing, number two. And uh, number three, probably, is um, there is a – I don't know if I've showed you this footage or not, but there's a – so the International Space Station that's out in space right now, there was a tether of steel cables that broke off of the space station. I don't know how many years ago this has been, but uh, our good friend Chris Mills gave me this information, put me on this story. This is crazy. They had a call, uh, the space station or whatever, that the... So imagine 18 miles of steel cable in your mind. Okay. Right. In space, right? These are... In my mind, I'm thinking like loose cables, bro. Just loose steel wire floating around in space. They have footage with thermal imaging of these rods going stiff, like rock hard, like straight as an arrow. And to the naked eye, there's nothing around it in space. But if you use thermal imaging and infrared imaging, you can see these little things, and they look like little saucers flying around, all around this steel rod out in space. 
and there's a bunch of conspiracies on this whether they're using the rods to harness energy like because like these are these are things i don't know what i don't want to say it's ufos or ships or whatever it may be like people can witness this with their own eyes you can look this footage up on youtube from the space station like it's out there for you to see and uh it's 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 basically like ufos that aren't visible to the to the naked human eye but through thermal and infrared imaging you can see them and it, it it truly does change your perspective, man. It, I, I, I can't, I can't give you anything other than that, you know. But there's a, there's a whole lot more. But those are probably my top three right now. Virginia, which is, uh, that's like a close encounter of the fifth kind, one of the only ones ever recorded in history, where there's an actual alien, like a, yeah, like, like an a, actual like extraterrestrial. See, yeah, yeah, where people have seen an actual extraterrestrial. They're, they're, yeah, there. I mean, there's. Yeah, this the way town? it's described as is it a described as a large bi headed biped with spots like veins on the skin and some bumps on the head. Eyes were two red balls. Yeah. So you have notes about Virginia. Or yeah, yeah, dude. Oh my god. The testimonies are crazy. And this is the thing, those people in Virginia, they the the cameraman and the guy who hosted this show, they Get out of here now! Go. Oh God! There's a chitlin somewhere in the house. I can hear them. That applies. Well, that applies well to mine. I mean, I my I can give you my top three while we're waiting for Devin to return. My top three are easily, obviously, number one is aliens because. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry. You're good. I'm giving Sorry. my top three. Get my top three. I said aliens. Aliens, obviously, are my number one conspiracy because obviously we we are not alone. <laughs> but number two for me will always the one that intrigues me the most is will always be JFK and just like suspicious assassinations in general. See now when so we're even talking about conspiracy theories, man. Like now that I've dived into the alien thing, the alien and the UFOs has really taken over my conspiracy theory thing. But man, the JFK assassination is a really, really big one. That shit, that shit is fishy to the bones. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So I, 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 hundred percent agree with you there. I mean, I, I would put JFK in my top five. For well, dude, sure. when you when like, you look into like the stuff like JFK wanted to do, like when you look into like his, like his during his presidency, he talked about getting rid of the National Reserve and like doing some form of uh universal health care and stuff like that and then he just got fucking no scoped on live tv i'm just like that's not a coincidence uh yeah no especially with it being on live you know this is the thing so there are like two companies that own everything and this i guess you could call this a conspiracy too uh Vanguard, that's not a conspiracy company, that's, that's just the truth yeah, this is just a cold, hard fucking truth. Like, you can look this shit up on stocks. Vanguard and BlackRock, the two companies, Vanguard, BlackRock, they literally own everything. They own the news. They own the food. They own Big Pharma. They own they own everything. They own everything. So, in the sense, I truly feel like, <laughs> like, I feel like our whole goddamn country is based on a conspiracy. Really, if you want to dive too far down into it, I, it gets well, really deep. The whole country, in a lot of ways, operates like a it's like a shadow government in a way. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, what conspiracies are too far for you, Devin? Um. So, 
Obviously, Flat Earth, right? Flat Earth is out there. Flat Earth is definitely out there. I was about to say, I love you so much, but if you tell me you like Flat Earth, I will hang up this call right now. No, yeah, Flat Earth is a little bit too much for me. I, I really... So... I got into the conspiracy theory about giants in the inner earth on one of my previous episodes, and uh, that that's a that's one that really perplexes me. There, they say that there are caves underground that you can fit the Empire State Building in. So big. Yeah, are you talking about Hollow Earth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollow Earth. Hollow. A hundred percent. And I dude, Hollow see, Earth it, kills me. It fit, it's fishy to me. I could believe in the Hollow Earth one because there's proof. Uh, like they, I said this on a previous episode of mine. You guys are more than welcome to go back and fact check me and listen to that episode. But they dropped a bomb on the moon, and it rang like a bell for eight hours. Eight. I hours. believe that it rang. You know, so in the in the, the sense, moon, that, the moon I could buy. The moon, I if you yeah. if you you could talk me into the moon being fishy. Okay, so maybe maybe the Earth not hollow, but imagine a cave so fucking big you could fit the Empire State Building in it. See, I, can I mean, see that. maybe that doesn't go to, but that's so big. Imagine what kind of people could live there. Like, what's uh? I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Um, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to pull it up. This guy though, he he done a lot of research into the inner earth theory and what that means and like what was down there at the time but it's so oh man it's so deep uh for me it's great things like flat earth yeah greg braden basically in one of his his episodes he was talking about how there were people that lived through the apocalypses of the earth you know like the when the earth froze and everything, you know, and then you've got the flood and then you've got the world going down by fire. Like they talk about these different like catastrophic events that basically the earth like died, come back to life, you know, whatever. And he said that in the times that giants were around, they escaped the floods and went into the earth, into these massive caves. And like there was, there were fucking trees in there that were a hundred feet tall, apples the size of a human head, you know. And they, yeah, and, and, and that's crazy. They say that that those places still exist. They're still, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't understand it because if there was a place inside the Earth that had higher oxygen levels, you know what I mean, had pure water or whatever the case may be that allowed fruit to grow that big, why is it not still a thing? And if it is still a thing, is it hidden? Is it, is it, uh, like you know? And there's just so many that are so. That's one that's out there for me. There's the so many super Earth, the giants. Oh, yeah. That was flat Earth stuff it, like that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Me. Well, I'm trying to think of some that like for me. I'm just like, all right, that's a touch too far. Well, there's one. There's one more that I cut. That you probably are not going to understand this, but there's a there's a whole entire thing called channeling. And basically, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what one is. What's one? I believe in the rich pedophiles one. That's not even a conspiracy theory. That's confirmed. That happens all the fucking time. But oh, yeah. the the some people get way too deep into those and like and like it's clear with some of those that people just have way too much time on their hands. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Like, Pizzagate well, was one that really killed me. Like, the idea that they were all meeting in this small pizza shop in New York. I'm just like, okay, now we are, now we're, now we're chasing our tails. <laughs> yeah, I've not, I've not heard of that one. That's, that's out there for me, though. But another conspiracy theory that's out there that, that kind of is, I th- I don't want to say it's horseshit, you know, because, like, there's a lot of things that I don't know, and it could be real, but... Uh, there's these people that they're channelers is what they call themselves and it's like they get into a state of meditation of some sort or whatever and literally when they speak it's like uh it's not their voice it's not their it is someone else they're channeling someone else but it's like yeah but they don't channel other people it's like uh they're channeling divine essences bro like Aliens, extraterrestrials, people like fuck it, dude. Like I, when I tell you this shit's deep, bro. This sounds, shit is crazy. I'm talking like sounds like I, performance I, I'm, reco- to me. I'm recording myself right now, so I can see myself in a camera. This guy puts his hands in like a mudra in front of his chest and closes his eyes, and he speaks to someone named Bashar. Oh, are you and recording yourself with a camera right now? Oh, with my phone. I've got my phone posted up. Just recording a little bit of video while we're doing this. Well, send that to me so I can use it. Yeah, I definitely will, for sure. But, uh, yeah, uh, I understand what you're saying. That's fucking crazy, dude. That's wild. I'm going to try to find this guy's name just so you can have this on the air. So, as someone who doesn't believe in ghosts, obviously, I find this to be crazy. This seems like a really good acting exercise, though. So, the guy's name... Maybe I should channel. Is Daryl Anka, right? And he channels a guy named Bashar. Now, I wish if I can... Bashar? Yeah. I wish I could find this, man. This right here says, he's been channeling Bashar for 30, almost 40 years. So this guy's been doing this for 30 years. But when you listen to it, Kyle, you're just like, dude, I, I can't believe that. Like, I literally, when I'm listening to it, it's like it's the fucking craziest shit you've ever heard. It's out there. Very, very hard to wrap your head around. And that's kind of like what I like to tell people. You know, this stuff is so, so, so far out of the reaches of standard thinking. Like, if you're just one of those Joe Schmoes that gets up and goes to work, or you're 9 to 5, you come home, you crack open a cold beer, and you're just, that's your day. This stuff, you're just, you're gonna think that this stuff is horseshit. Like you really have to allow yourself to open up and be like, "What don't I know? Like, what don't I know? What could be possible to, you know. to be able to listen to some of this stuff?" But the, the, the Bashar, this one is a little over my head. When I listen to this stuff, I'm like, "For all my stuff. listeners out there who this need try, who need to help uh, opening up to conspiracy theories, they make this. Well, they we don't. They don't. The Earth." grows this magical plant i won't say the name of it you guys know what it is it is legal in some states it's some it's not legal in this state but give the ma- give it give the give puff the magic dragon a ride and then look into some of this stuff and i promise your yeah, life will change straight up. <laughs> straight up. well can i you like conspiracy theories can i assume you also liked professional wrestling growing up as a child Oh, yeah. I grew up watching the WWE and the WWF big time. Gang shit. Dude, I was... First off, I love pro wrestling. I always have. It's so much fun. Anyone who says otherwise is a liar. 
I'll stand ten toes down on this. It is one of the best visual entertainment mediums on earth. I uh, yeah, I I loved the Undertaker growing up. Absolutely, one of my all-time favorites. Watching the Undertaker, yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> Undertaker was fantastic. I also loved watching the Hardy the Hardy Brothers on. I think they were WWF everyone, though. They never everyone did. loved the Hardy Boys because Jeff consistently tried to kill himself every three weeks. I know they're they're literally the wildest men. I uh, just to let everybody know, I'm gonna have to take a pause. My uh, small children are demanding me. Give me give me a quick two minutes. I'll be right back. No, you're good. You're good. I'll mute you. God, stop, son. Oh God. Oh, we can hide the members? I didn't know that. Look at that. We get a full screen of me. Oh, God. There goes Devin yelling at his... Trying to get his children to chill out a little bit. Oh, he doesn't have a camera. Switch to me. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my big... My big wrestling fandom started in, like, 06. So I was a big Chris Jericho, Edge kind of guy. I don't know. I always liked Chris Jericho's gravitas, his his ability to carry himself as a performer, and I always liked Edge because he was a dick, and I gravitate towards the villains in stories because I think I'm a good guy who's always deep down wanted to be a bad guy. That's one of my dreams in life is to play a bad guy. I play a bad guy role in some kind of television show or entertainment program. Yeah, I first off, I want to defend professional wrestling here. Everyone watches it when they're young, but I think when we find out that it is choreographed, not I'm not gonna call it fake because calling it fake is disrespectful. It's not fake. Those guys really jump off shit and jump through tables. Okay, you can't fake it. You can't. All right, people are always like, "Oh, it's fake." You can't defy gravity. You fucking idiots. But. It is choreographed. It is scripted. They do know who's going to win, who's going to lose. It, but it's like it's like acting. It's not any different than acting. It's like if you were an actor and a stuntman at the same time. And it is an awesome form of entertainment. Some of these guys are legitimately great performers, great actors. And like I said, ten toes down, professional wrestling. If you want your child to watch something that will help them grow to appreciate good storytelling, grow to appreciate character development, good story beats, good plot development sometimes. Sometimes wrestling is bad. A lot of the times wrestling is bad. But when it's good, it's great, and it teaches you to appreciate what great storytelling really is. And I stand ten toes down on that. Like I, as someone who wants to become a TV and movie writer one day, I appreciate professional wrestling because it teaches you the basic tenets of storytelling. Good guys, bad guys, why does your person want to do this, what motivates the character, all that good stuff. And besides that, it's just a fun time. All right, watching big dudes throw, throw through tables or throw themselves through tables on top of other dudes is fun. It just is. It's a great time. Uh, make professional wrestling great again. That's That's my political, there you go. There you go, people. That's my political slogan for 2024. Make professional wrestling great again. Make professional wrestling 1996 again. That is a 
Fact. Oh, I stepped back and I got into the conversation at such a great time. That is the truth. Make wrestling like it was back in 96, please. It was so good. It's fantastic. I was I was doing a whole rant about how much I respect professional wrestling. I love I I love pro wrestling because I think it's Super people people give it a hard time because what I said was I said when we're kids everybody watches it and then you find out it's quote unquote fake and everybody falls out of love with it. Yeah, 100%. Which, which is depressing cause like, because like because it stops being cool. Yeah, because you do it real on like your siblings growing up, you know, like or your friends. You're wrestling around. You're you're fucking whooping their ass and then you find out it's all fake and you're like wow my whole life's a lie my whole life's this a lie this isn't how you whoop this isn't how you whoop someone's ass no it's not how, the wrong way to do it it's not how it looks at all although there are some things that like like i said i i compared it to acting i was like it's like if your favorite action movie star did their own stunts that's what pro wrestling is like because you really have to do all that shit. Like, when you get into the backstage, if, like, they really jump through tables and put thumbtacks on their back and stuff. They're just not actually trying to kill each other. Yeah, for sure. Which, that's sure. the disappointing part. Finding out that they're not actually trying to mur- murder each other was horribly disappointing well, for that, all of us. Yeah, and, well, honestly, and that's where UFC comes in now as a grown man, you know, where we... You take the loss on the wrestling and the fun side out of it, but then you get the okay. These guys are actually trying to beat the shit out of each other. Hell yeah, let's go! And then you see people get killed. Online. Well, dude, that's what the when they talk about the UFC. What I love about pro wrestling, like I still love pro wrestling as an adult, but I think it's because I like what I just said. It taught me, like if you want to teach your kids to enjoy storytelling, they should watch pro wrestling because a big thing about pro wrestling that they nail is like good guys and bad guys character development story progression like all that stuff is in professional wrestling and i think the ufc guys now that they're all under one roof would really benefit from talking to some of the pro wrestlers about how to promote themselves and like how to play a character like what colby covington's done yeah, but I hate Colby though. Ah, uh, you hate Colby? I love Colby. I love Colby it. Is just a sad excuse for a piece of shit, man. You know. I mean, as a person, maybe you might be right. Listen, listen. This is. I didn't really have a problem with Colby Covington until that shit went down with Jorge Masvidal and his kids, bro. Not cool. Like that was. Oh cool yeah, well, that that I'm with you on. You can't. I've always said when it comes to fighting, you should never bring someone's. You should never bring someone's family into it. Like when Connor started talking shit about uh, Dustin Poirier's wife, is when I was like, Connor's got to calm down. And that's what I'm saying. You know, like I feel like there's such a there's just like a time for that and a place for that, and a lot of times it's just like too much. Well, I think because- I think you could blend the pro wrestling thing with fighting like i think that's what colby does i think for him it is like a it's like a, almost like a heel like a pro wrestling bad guy character like he looks at it as like that's not who i really am that's all fake it's all for a camera to promote a fight but that is more tricky in fighting because fighting has not traditionally a been that way and b when you some of these guys that you're fighting are not going to play the promotion game some of these guys are going to as michael jordan said take that shit personally 
Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like some of these guys they're are not they, are not going to play the game of like, oh, let's talk shit back and forth to promote this fight. Some of these guys are going to say something mean about them, and then they're going to want to punch you in the face the next time they see you. Yeah, and that's, and I mean, okay, so those make for the good fights, right? The the guys that just want to go in there and literally rip each other's fucking heads off. But also at the same time, it makes for the shitty fights because like you've got. Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington talking mad shit, getting the fight hyped the fuck up the whole time, and he wouldn't even stand in front of him and fight. The whole entire fight, Masvidal and Covington too, he grappled the whole time. Yes, he did win the fight, but that's not what the point is. The point is is that you came in here talking big fat shit, acting like you're the big man and you're fucking, you're the bub, and then come down to fight day, you're just doing whatever you can to get the dub. I get it from both points of view, but like, I don't oh, know, man. I just feel like there's I get it from unrelenting shade. Oh, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I get it from both points of view. And, and and here's the thing. Guys like Colby are the guys that make guys like Nick Diaz and guys like Jorge Masvidal famous. Because here's the thing. You need the guys that talk those freight trains of shit because otherwise as much as and as much as we all it's love Nick, no yeah, as much as we no all love Nick right. Diaz, nobody gave a single solitary shit about Nick Diaz that wasn't a hardcore fight fan until he beat Connor, and him and Connor started doing those press conferences with each other where Connor would tell him things like, shit. "Yeah, Nate count to ten, Nate count to ten. and they would be like they would talk all that wild shit to each other, and that's when everyone became a Nate Diaz fan. And it's the same thing with Jorge. Everyone, no one really was talking about Jorge until he, and I hate saying this because Ben is one of my favorite fighters of all time. He's so funny. But until him and Ben got matched up with each other and Ben was talking all that crazy shit to Jorge and he knocked him out in five seconds. You put your money, your mouth where your money, where your mouth is. Right? Yeah, what that's that the issue. Is if you're gonna be that guy, if you're going to be the Colby Covington, where you're just gonna be like, all right, I'm just gonna go all in. I'm gonna talk crazy shit to people, and I'm gonna be a fucking wild man. You know what I mean? If you're gonna do that, you gotta back it up. And and as much as like you like we don't like Colby, he does back it up. He wins in the cage, but you gotta be like. Whether it's like what Chael Sonnen used to do. Because Chael, uh, that's who Colby reminds me of, is Chael Sonnen. Oh, my God. Because Chael is such a turd, too. Chael is the Chael same. Chael Sonnen is such a turd. Dude, it's the same. They're the same person. Because Chael was top, I know, I know they are. top Chael- freight trains of shit, and then I'm just going to wrestle you the whole match. Oh, God. And people get so remember. angry. Oh, yeah. I see. Colin, Colin always got down on watching Chael Sonnen commentate, but I can't even watch him commentate, bro. I can't even watch him commentate, really. I I, I like, can't. You know, I love listening to Chael talk about fights. I don't know if I can listen to him commentate a fight, if that makes sense. What gets me with him is like he stopped fighting and he still talks shit, and he's not a fighter anymore. You know. Like, yeah, but they, gets on his they all they all do that. I mean, have you ever heard Bisbing yeah. show? Oh my God, yeah, Michaels is bad too. Yeah, Bisbing talks lots of shit. He can't. I mean, but he's got one eye and he's, he's been retired for like four years and he still talks all kinds of shit. I think it's just who they are. You know what I mean? Like you got like that never goes away. That feeling of like I could beat all these uh, dudes up. <laughs> yeah, I can beat your ass for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I feel like that, you know, I mean, once you're, like, I'm sure my friend Brian Haynes, he's a pro cage fighter. He's getting ready to get back in the cage. I'm sure he feels that way. I'm sure there's not a single human being on earth that, that he feels like could beat him up in a physical confrontation. Except a select few guys. He's pretty humble. But the reason I brought up the pro wrestling thing is in pro wrestling, you would always see celebrities, at least recently, like, portrayed as tough guys. You know what I mean? Celebrities would beat up the wrestlers. And that gave me a question because, and we just brought up Bryant. Uh, the most vicious argument I got in when Troy and Hunter were co-hosts of the show with both of them was that I said I thought my friend Bryant could beat up Michael J. White. And for those who don't know who Michael J. White is, he is the guy from like the Blood and Bone movies. He played Spawn. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So and. Troy was heavy on the, you're full of shit, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, this guy is legit. I have since found out Michael J. White is legit. I'm still sticking with Bryant because I love him. Michael J. White is 100% legit. But the question I have for you is, what celebrities do you think you could beat up? Oh, like, man. Like, when you see a celebrity in a movie, like, I, I've stood by this opinion for years, and people think I'm crazy, but I stand by it. It doesn't matter to me that he's in the Mission Impossible movies. It doesn't matter to me that he's Maverick. I think I could beat up Tom Cruise. You think that you can fucking beat up Tom Cruise? Bro, listen. (laughs) Tom Cruise, listen. People can hate on Tom Cruise all they want, bro. People can hate on Mission Impossible all they fucking want. But Tom Cruise is like Jackie Chan, bro. He's that fucking man. (laughs) All of his stunts, physically. I wouldn't want to fight. I would not want to fight Tom Cruise. I'm going to be straight up honest with you. And I weigh 200 and fucking... Here's the thing. I think think Tom could take a lot of punishment. I think Tom could take a lot of punishment. I don't know if I trust him to be... And plus, he's short. He's the only celebrity, one of the few celebrities I can think of that's like my height. Yeah, Michael J. White, bro. He's a monster. Okay, but that's not me. I didn't say I could be on Michael J. White. (laughs) I know. I would never say that. I would never say that shit. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. You're fucked, dude. Another one I thought I know, of, and then this is another one people think I'm crazy for. I I say this with the utmost respect for his rapping abilities. I'm ninety nine percent sure I could take Eminem. Ninety nine percent sure. Nah, see, Eminem grew up in the slums, son. He grew up in the slums. He seriously grew up in the hood. Just don't want to fuck with those kind oh, of guys. But he's a skinny little white former pillhead white dude. I feel like I could take him. Now, you know who, I, you know who's I feel like he would, he would hurt my feelings feel comfortable beating. during. Oh, yeah, who? he'd make you cry, and then he'd probably whoop you. <coughs> who? Who do you think you could beat up? Pete Davidson, for sure. Dude, he's I'm huge. Pete Davidson's ass. He's gigantic. You're Davidson's probably ass. right, though. You're probably right. I don't know if Pete would be much of a scrapper. I mean, you could probably go down a list. Dude, that's a good one, though. Like, the comedians you think you could take? Mm. Oh, bro, I would love to punch Louis C.K. right in his fucking ginger face. And I love him as a comedian. Don't get me wrong. I love him. He's so funny. He's hilarious. But but he's just got that that face that you just want to fucking suck. Yeah, I think I I could beat up. I think I could beat up Louis. He doesn't seem like he's someone who would put up much of a fight. Uh, Jim Gaffigan is another guy. He's too nice. Oh, the blonde guy? Yeah, he's too yeah, nice. Yeah, he's or, too uh, nice. I, I feel like I could whoop Cat Williams' ass, too. 
He's like well, five foot three, bro. Well, I watched Cat get beat up by a fourteen year old. I'm nine thousand percent sure I could beat up Cat Williams. I don't know if I could fight him though. He'd be making me laugh too hard. Dude, I tell you what, there's lots of celebrities. Cat that Williams can... makes me cry a whole ass river, man. There's a celebrity that I you would think in your mind you'd be like, I could probably beat him up. Kevin James, but you couldn't. Oh hell no. Kevin no, James is one of those. Oh, yeah. You talking about Paul Blart? Oh yeah, dude. I guarantee you, there's people that think they could beat up Kevin James that have no idea that Kevin James is confirmed by Joe Rogan to be a legit badass. So this is the problem. Like you've done like three movies where, you, yeah, you're fat, but your choreography, you're like you're you actually have the moves, you have the muscle memory, you have the moves. Have you seen that movie, the uh, Internal Memoirs of an International Assassin, or some shit like that? Have you uh, seen that movie? No, but it's the one. He's in it, isn't he? Yeah, he's an author, and he writes crime books. He he writes books about being this big badass dog that like uh, busts all these like bad guys, right? Like a but he and he like and he like gets in, and like people think that he, the author, is the guy in the books, and it's like a true story, and the whole movie is like him being in with assassins and doing fighting shit and i'm like yeah if you're you're acting that you've got that muscle memory bro paul blart you're probably whooping everybody's ass bub oh yeah paul blart everybody's fucking ass paul blart is putting everybody on their buttholes Uh, i'm trying to think what's the last the last which couple of celebrities i think i could beat up um you know who's a celebrity i thought i could beat up but i also but also found out i couldn't i don't think i could robert pattinson Nah, not not since he's been Batman. Not a fucking chance. Dude, nah, even before that. When he was in that movie, The Lighthouse, back in like 2018, I watched that movie. I didn't realize he, for, for one, he's like 6'4". And for two, he's jacked. I mean, he's huge. I never, uh... You don't realize how big he is. I don't think people realize how big he was until, like you said, the Batman. Like, when he was in the Batman, you can really see it. He's real big. Yeah. But... Dude... So speaking of comedy stuff, uh, for you, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but have you ever watched Jack Black uh, do his little things on Facebook called Do a Kickflip where he drives around L.A. for hours and he like rolls down his window and he'll scream like, Do a Kickflip! Oh, yeah. His, like, he has a whole... Has, he has like a whole channel dedicated to that stuff. Jack is the, is the GOAT. I, Jack is a celebrity I think I could beat up, but I wouldn't want to. No, I could not. It it wouldn't would matter. Just, it wouldn't matter what he did to me. Like Jack could you know, sleep with my wife. For Jack Black, bro. Yeah, there's too he much could, love for Jack Black. I see him immediately. He could literally shoot my dog, probably. And yeah. I'd be like, well, oh, I just said. I said Jack could seduce Samantha, and I would probably be like, "That's fair. That's fair." Okay, I, I can't be mad at you. Why didn't you seduce yeah. me, Jack Black? Straight yeah, up. that's exactly what I said. I'd be like, why couldn't it have been me? <laughs> Why couldn't you seduce me? I want to be seduced by Jack Black. That sounds delightful. Right. He is a national treasure, dude. That that Mario movie. Probably my t- one of my top five films, straight up. And like, it isn't probably my favorite movie I've seen so far this year. Oh, twenty twenty three. It's the best one that's come out so far. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say probably it's the best movie since twenty twenty. The only movies that really compete with it for me are Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and the new Spider-Verse. Uh, I haven't seen the new Spider-Verse yet, but Ant-Man oh, Quantumania is daddy. badass, bro. Ant- Ant-Man is 
fire. Oh. But the new Spider-Man I've heard is like the bomb.com. Daddy, if you like Spider-Man, which I do, you definitely should check it out. And then finally on the, the, the final thing on the Share Your Thoughts segment, which is we just talked about food. What's your favorite breakfast food? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, you got the, the range here. Bagels, donuts, bacon, biscuits, and gravy. Uh, it's going to have to be B&Gs for me, bro. Yeah, biscuits and gravy? gravy for sure. See, I'll give you a super a super hot take here. I was going to give you – use I'll, I'll save this. I'll, I'll save the hot take for just a second. I'm not a biscuits and gravy guy, me. Like white oh, biscuits man. and gravy? Can't do it. I don't know why. Uh, I can do it, but homemade gravy is better. You know, like biscuits with homemade gravy. There's just something. Biscuits. There's just something about the texture of like when the like. There's something about it that irks me. I don't know why. I don't know. And also, and dude, when uh, I tell people I don't like biscuits and gravy, they look at me like I'm a fucking serial killer. I mean, yeah, pretty much. That's that's where I'm sitting right now, but I mean it's all about preference, bro. Especially with the texture thing, I'm huge on texture, so that's a big one. But aside from B and G's, I would say probably have to be like sausage and over easy eggs with sriracha. That's what I was gonna say. What do you like? Like what do you what do you like to start your morning? Are you like a like a you know I mean do you like the bacon? You like like some salt or what? Like what are you looking for? Uh yeah, like I, well for one I don't usually I'm not a morning eater myself so like I'm usually not eating breakfast but if I am eating breakfast definitely have to have some salty eggs and like a cold glass of milk for sure or some coffee. Oh dude, I'm about to fuck your about to fuck your world up. So I like obviously I like meat for breakfast. I'm a big bacon guy. I love sausage, but dude, I am a heavy, heavy, heavy sweets for breakfast guy. Heavy. Oh yeah. I'm so bad about it, and I'll tell yeah. you what. To me, the most I'm underrated too. breakfast food is, and my and my wife makes so, they're so good, but they're so bad for me every time I eat them. Is French toast? Oh, French oh, toast is so fire. So listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shut you down for a minute because you're probably gonna be like, what the fuck? So, do you eat peanut butter on your pancakes or your waffles? Uh, no, but it's not an uncommon thing. I've seen people do it. My best friend yeah. growing up did it. I, so I, I, live, to it. I, I live by that. I won't eat pancakes or waffles without peanut butter on them and like french toast same way bro you gotta lather that really oh mm, oh sure brother you... let me tell you something you put the crunchy peanut butter on french toast homemade french toast literally straight straight to heaven bro like you're oh dude you're floating in the clouds that's so what i was about to say my old lady like two before we went to the lake a week before we went to the lake she took the texas toast style bread and made like two slices of french toast Oh my God! The thick con, yeah, dude. yeah. I was is in heaven, heaven. Good night. Yeah, you're going to bed after that, straight up. Yeah, I was like, all right, well, I'm ready to go back to bed at ten in the morning. Dude, oh yeah, hundred percent. There's no problem with sweets, dude. Sometimes if you eat too much of them, they put you right back to sleep. Like I'm a big like donuts are my big thing. I like donuts a oh, lot because they're. I used to be big on donuts, so check this out. I used to work in lawn care, like professionally, and every oh. morning before. Every morning before work, like we would stop at the gas station to get fuel for the lawnmowers and stuff. Every morning at Casey's gas station, chocolate cake donuts with chocolate milk, bro. Every oh, day, like a dude, ritual. That's... And then I'm out in the heat, like the 80, 90 degree heat, mowing and weed eating all day. I was an animal, dude. That burnt me out on. Do I don't eat donuts really anymore. Like that. After after that bit, after that part of my life, I was like. Oh, 
can't do it no more bro cannot mm. no more donuts no more chocolate milk especially on the word day i'm fucked don't up don't get me wrong cannot yeah, don't, do get me, don't get me wrong i love french toast is the most underrated breakfast food and it's so fire but nothing starts my day quite like like a raspberry filled frosted donut and a cup of coffee you give me a jelly filled and a, a cup of coffee and i'm ready to tackle the fucking t- he's like basically if you give me the breakfast of an indiana state police officer i'm ready to fucking rock and roll pretty much <laughs> pretty much i hey sometimes you gotta live like the enemy you gotta think right. like from two sometimes. That's true. That's true. But that ends the share your thoughts segment. Some would you rather's real quick, Devin, for some more fun conversation. Yeah, let's uh, w- Would you rather give up AC or heating, or like central? Oh heating? my god! What kind of fucking question is that? That's right. Would you rather be sweaty and nasty in the summers, or would you rather freeze your dick off in the winter? For me, this is easy. No questions asked. I would rather give up AC. I I can figure that out. I can use fans. I can use, you know what I mean? I can figure that shit out. There are only so many space heaters you can fucking use. <laughs> well, see, I'm torn between this one because I can't, like, I, I can't stand being cold. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be the AC for me, too, but I will hone in and say that Kristen, on the other hand. Oh, it's Kristen oh, it's a rough times. Kristen oh, yeah, see. Kristen, for my she would go mental, she would go without the heat. Oh yeah, for up. my mental like, I piece, I, I can bundle up. I can keep I bundling up. I can't keep taking clothes off. Now hell no, I don't, I'm a man. I'll take my shirt off, put a fan on, wear some shorts, dunk, nah, keep girl, my body if, in cold water. If the kids aren't in the house, Straight I will up. be butterball naked up in that bitch. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. Straight no, up. I didn't think about that. I guess for my mental stability, I would need to give up the fucking the heat. Or the I would need to give up the heat and keep the AC because Samantha would go insane. Okay, <coughs> it would be the end of times for Kristen. See that? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're stuck in a <clears throat> stuck in an intermission there. Next question. Uh, live or would you rather live in a treehouse or a cave? Oh, he's going intermission. Oh, treehouse. Tree uh, I, see, that's what I was going to say. No doubt, Treehouse for see, me. I, I used to watch that uh, Treehouse Masters TV show on Discovery Channel. You ever see Dude, that? badass Treehouses. Yeah, them motherfuckers make some sick-ass houses, bro. I'm telling you what, I would live in one of those for the rest of my life. So, oh, so yeah. fucking Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, so yeah. Sick. Yeah, oh, those yeah. guys are the bomb. Would you rather have a tattoo of the last book you read or the last TV show you watched? Oh, God, definitely the book I read. What book was it? Yeah, the, uh, the Bhagavad Gita. Oh God! That last TV show. Last, last TV show I watched was. Uh, fuck. Please tell me it's something with your kids. Yeah, it is. It is. I, right. I would. I would love to see you with like a cocoa melon tattoo. That'd be fucking awesome. Now, do you Do you know what Booba is? Oh, the I do. That would be the awesome. The what a tattoo. Yeah, bro. Hell no. Honestly, honestly, Devin, if you had a tattoo of that, that wouldn't even shock me a little bit. I'd be like, that sounds like quite a drunk night. <laughs> Straight up. Straight for me, up. it's the book. Bu- for me, it's, it's the book, too, although it's close. Uh, because the book would be, the last thing I read was a Spider-Man comic book while I was up at um, Lake Cumberland. And I already want a Spider-Man tattoo, so that would be easy for me. But the last show I watched was New Girl. 
and I would happily tattoo Nick Miller on my body somewhere. Yeah, that's facts. That f- fucking show is hilarious, bro. So good. Dude, Don't beat New Girl. So good. Nah. So good. That's gas from fun. gas from start to finish. No breaks. Yeah. All all gas, no breaks. Straight up. We got the next one. Uh, would you rather be a genius that everyone thinks is an idiot or an idiot that everyone thinks is a genius? A genius that everybody thinks is an idiot, for sure. This is I agree. This is my thing. I'm, I'm going to dive into this. We'll go a little back to my show. <clears throat> One main thing that I've learned in my journey is that, like, bro, you got to not give a fuck what people think about you, man. You just got to be happy with who you are and how you are all the time. It doesn't matter. If you're smart... People think you're fucking stupid. Let them think you're fucking stupid. Guess what? They're probably the ones that are stupid. You know, when you, in in the grand scheme of things. So take that one a little. Take that one literally. You know, like, for sure. Take that one literally. Like, I agree. I would rather be a genius that everyone thinks is an idiot. Being, having people underrate, like under sell you, is such a an underrated skill to have. You know what I mean? To kind of just go under the radar. Oh yeah. How much time do you have left, my brother? Uh, not a lot. I actually got to run to town, so we can do a couple more questions, and then I'm probably going to have to skip. Uh, all right. Well, instead of a couple more questions, I was going to do first team all dime piece because we started with the cartoon characters, but I may instead show you this video that I've been showing everybody else. So we're going to do a quick screen share here. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, and then we'll call it a day after this, and I'll I'll promote my stuff and your stuff for sure. Can you see everything? Uh, not yet. Your camera is still on. Oh, is it just my camera still? Let me see what Discord says. Oh, can you see? Oh, hold on. Can you see my screen now? Uh, no, I still got your camera, brother. I don't know why it's doing that. We'll do this. If you have a link, you can send me a link and I can watch. Oh, there we go. I got you now. You got it now. There we go. Uh, I think so. It's loading, I think, yeah. So this was a an animated video back to weird shit on the internet as like as a return to this segment that people have loved so much. So in this segment, we've shown people the the man with the poutine. This is the you know pony pay, play puppy play all that. I found this video on my own. This is not a Hunter Stewart submission as usually we receive. Guys, can you look what I can you see in here, Devin? Instead of. All I got is your Planet Comedy thing. Your camera's gone, but I don't see your screen just yet. I wonder if... All right, we're going to turn the camera back on and get me back in here, and then I'm going to see if I can get you shared on here. There you go. Yeah, you're back on now. If you have a link, I can pull it up on my screen. Oh, yeah, I might have a link. I want to see one more time if maybe I can do this bad boy. 
Oh. I think I can see your screen now. Uh, can you see? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Velma, Velma meets the original Velma. God. So, do you know the Vel the new Velma show on HBO Max? Uh, no, I've not. I've not. I've not even heard of that actually. So, there's a show on HBO Max that is an iteration of the Scooby Doo Gang that is like written from an adult's perspective, and it's kind of like a remake of Scooby Doo, and that doesn't have Scooby Doo in it, as far as I'm aware. And people were furious about it. So I found this animated video that someone made that is basically like an explanation of why Scooby-Doo has changed so much throughout the year. Like basically it ties all the Scooby-Doo shows together with one wild concept. So we'll commentate and watch this together. Yeah, It's super weird oh, yeah. and super fucked up. I think you'll get a kick out of it. I found It'll play. it right outside. Norville, that dog is big and brown. Which is the exact opposite of Fred's tiny white dog. <coughs> Velma? I, I, I guess it's one of the first times the people listening to the show will be able to hear the video. Uh, is something wrong? I, yeah, you don't look too good. I need some air! catching all this my brother yeah this is weird bro it's trippy right oh dude wait till you see wait till we get to like the the big conclusion finale area i didn't think it happened jesus so christ it's getting worse Dude, when I first showed this to Hunter Stewart, he was like, he said, I don't like how he stood up on his hind legs. That makes me uncomfortable. I love you. You know that, right? I love all of you. But I don't understand why you keep remembering. Dude, what always kills me about this part of the video is that mysteries together. is how simple, fun, but you like much the voice sounds like the original voices here. Oh, dude. About to get super weird. The fun was over. So I took what remained and I rebuilt you. I rebuilt the world. And we were back to our classic adventures. What you started to remember. I just want what we once had. 
Wild shit. That's what this is. This being my most flawed world. This is the craziest shit I've ever seen. Never the matter. I'll get it right. Next time. Please don't run. I don't like to chase. What a time to be alive. Tell me you wouldn't watch that. Tell, tell me you wouldn't watch that TV show. Bro, what just happened? So, basically, the premise of the whole thing is that, like, Scooby-Doo himself is, like, this, um, Lovecraftian creature. And essentially, like, solves mysteries with these kids. is like, a fun thing to do while he passes the time. And every time they figure out something's wrong, like, why can you talk? Why can you unhinge your jaw like that? He kills them and then just brings them back to life in a new reality. Oh, my God, bro. So they can keep solving mysteries together. And I'm just like, I would watch that TV show. I would watch the fuck out of that. That is fucked. What a way to end it, though. What? It's weird, man. I've never seen no shit like that. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Planet Comedy Podcast. You can find us on social media at The Planet Comedy on Facebook and Instagram, The PCP Gang on Twitter. We're going to try to get more consistent with our social media presence. Planet Comedy on YouTube, podcast clips, the real reviews, the uh, In Hindsight, and the Theater Reel. All of that coming up soon. I want to get back on my Twitch channel, which is Stoplight Jesus. Try to start get back into streaming and streaming some video game content for you guys. Uh, obviously, we have more stand-up events coming. Stand-up for Kids, September 23rd. If you guys are interested in raising money for charity and children and having a good laugh, we have a bunch of volunteer comedians coming down to the Tri-County Shrine Club to make people laugh for co- for. For the kids to raise some money for some kids, me included, you boy included, I'll be there. You can find the Planet Comedy Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Pandora, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. Devin, you can find Devin's podcast, Diversity in Life, on all the same places. Devin, do you have anything you want to promote to the people? Uh, man, uh, our episode's going to be coming out tomorrow. If you guys want to make sure you tag along and give that a listen, there's a lot of good information that we're going to be talking about uh, on that episode. That's going to be great. And uh, just for future references, I think that uh, we are going to try to have Kristen uh, be co-host to the show a little bit. Um, so look forward to that. That's That's an announcement that I'm making on the air today that I haven't said on my show yet. So... Uh, be looking forward to that. You guys are going to be hearing a lot more from her, a lot more from me. We'll be on Kyle's show more often. He'll be on my show, and uh, we're so we're all go- we're all going to be intertwined, man. And I'm I'm really looking forward to it, brother. Thank you for having me on today, man. For sure. Anybody oh, no, no problem, can, uh, like Kyle said, can reach out to my podcast at uh, Diversity in Life. It's pretty much on all major podcasting platforms, and I will give my links to all my social platforms to Kyle, and he can include those in the show notes this week. So obviously uh thank you guys once again for listening 
Peace, love, and shrubbery, and have a wonderful rest of your day or night.